sister. So are we going to the penthouse, rooftop? What are we doing? Garden? Taking you, you I'm taking you to the basement. <gasps> What's the basement? Oh, it's when she gets in trouble. She goes to the basement. Oh, shit. I'm never getting in trouble. <laughs> what happens at the Always. basement? <laughs> Persecuted. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> no. Hilarious. Not ready. Whenever, whenever. Oh, so don't pull that too far. Okay. Because I want you to. Uh, so do a check for me. Just Mic check. One, but, two, one. One, two, one, no, two. That's too loud. Ooh, no, that's okay. Too loud. Don't. Yeah. Let's get back. Be comfortable. Yeah, okay. No, I want you to sit like. She's like What's up? <laughs> 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 okay, okay. Now just, just be how you're going to be. And we're, I'll adjust the value. Okay. So I say get comfortable, girl. That's like, like that? Yeah, that's good. Okay. I like your hair. It's cute. In the sun right now, it's like such a I lavender know. color. It's beautiful. It, it almost looks like silvery-ish. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. The phone on vibrate? I don't, yes. Yes, it is. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Is that loud? All right. We good. Welcome to the One Life Podcast, y'all. I am Mike. And by to the sea, as always, I have my lovely co-host, that lovely, beautiful Diana from Social Hollet. Hey, y'all. And we are in the elevator with a special guest. We're going to the top floor today with the lovely Jackie Hernandez, one of the top realtors in the AV. Thank you for joining us, Jackie. How are you doing today? Hi. Thank you for having me, guys. I'm super honored to have been asked to come here today. Hey. Uh, we're happy to have you. Thank you. But first, let's talk about it. If you're feeling down, if you just need to speak on something, don't vent, have good vibes, you just want to reach out, let's have those conversations. We have a call-in number, 747-999-8021, or you can reach me at IG at One Life Brand, or you can reach the lovely Diana at Social Holly TV. So let's just jump into this, guys, but I want you guys to vibe with me for a second, all right? As entrepreneurs, we're often each, often view each other as competitors. We think... We need to outperform each other, outsmart them, simply outdo them. We need the world to see that we are the best of the best, the cream of the crop, right? That mindset could be very flawed, and it has never worked. Instead, I've always chosen to come along, other entrepreneurs, to speak, to share ideas, converse, and strategize. By doing this, we all grow and become better versions of ourselves, not only in business, but in our communities as well. And that brings us to the topic of the day, community over competition. Let's talk about it then. Let's talk about it. <laughs> and Jackie, I know Jackie. I'm going to call you Jackie, but I might go back to Jacqueline as well. Yeah, that works. I like Jacqueline. Yeah, that works. So you are the president of the National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals, AV Chapter. That is correct. And I, I looked that up, and I was very impressed with what I saw. They're all about educating and bringing communities together. So talk about that a little bit. So what NAREP um, stands for is the National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals. And um, we are a national organization. We have um, over 100 chapters nationwide with over 40,000 members. And our goal is to help educate um, the Hispanic community um, with the goal ultimately of obtaining home ownership. Um, and I think that's that's the American dream, right? Yes. Everybody thinks sometimes it's not in your grasp and it's unreachable mm-hmm. um, because there's a lot of different um, 
you know, misconceptions about purchasing a home. Mm. And, you know, you have to have $50,000 in the bank or you need to come in 20% down or, um, you know, you have to have a seven, 800 plus credit score. And those things aren't accurate. So especially within the Hispanic community, there's a lot of um, different obstacles that they have to face. Um, there's a, you know, the language barrier. Mm-hmm. And so um, we try to help them uh, with the tools and resources that they need to be able to hopefully achieve that one day. That's awesome. Because it is an educational thing because it's not just provided, you know, right. something that they would have to investigate or research and who helps, you know, who helps them find it. And I love that, that they have this option. And the thing is, is people don't know where to go. They Mm -hmm. don't know where to get the information, uh, where to go for these resources. And sometimes they're just afraid to ask. They're afraid to ask. So does NAREP offer like the education part or is it like a grants or is it like classes or how does, how does, how does NAREP help these families? So ultimately, um, you know, each chapter runs things differently. Mm-hmm. Us in the AV, we are very involved within our community. So like you'll see us um, at different events, mm-hmm. let's say, and um, where they're providing information. So we are there with lists as far as what you need to be able to qualify for a home. Um, we go to national conventions so that we can try to implement these policies to help our Hispanic community you know, with different things like grants or things like that. Um, so ultimately, it's just getting the word out there. Mm-hmm. We're just advocating. I love that. And you do do a lot of events. I see you. You're always in the community doing something, and I, I applaud you for that. So it's amazing. So, Thank you. So I, I want to touch on this this a little bit. I know this kind of off topic we're talking about, but since you brought it up, um, educating them about, because, you know, a lot of homeowners, when they f- purchase their first home, they are – misled like for instance like I, I'm, I'm on my second home right mm-hmm. and um i've used a, um a private lender okay. both times because the first time i went to like wells fargo and i know i'm about to bash wells fargo but <laughs> yeah. I don't give a shit. yeah but you know what I'm saying? Sponsored like, by wells fargo. yeah well, well if we do I, I i'll take this back but until then uh but no wells fargo so like you go in there, you try to get a loan, and if you don't qualify, they just say, okay, you don't qualify, they send you out the door, right? Right. What I found out, like, from a good friend of mine who's a um, private lender, he actually works with people. He'll say, okay, I can't get you a loan today, but if you do A, B, C, D, mm-hmm. like, then I can get you a loan. Like, right. he works with you and educates you. Plan you, of action. Right. right. And I, I think a lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. Like, they get turned off because immediately they go to Chase or they go to Wells Fargo or somebody, mm-hmm. then they get so turned off by, yeah. oh, it's going to be so difficult. I mean, yeah. you, you run across that a lot. Right? Absolutely, all the time. So what happens is um, a lot of people will typically go to their bank first. Mm-hmm. So whether the bank with Wells Fargo, Chase, uh, Bank of America, which are all great, mm-hmm. right? They all have their different types of programs that they offer, but their guidelines are a little bit different, mm-hmm. you know, um, as opposed to going with a direct lender. Um they offer a lot more different types of programs that might be uh, a better fit for the client. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, it all comes down to ultimately the lender that you're working with. You want to make sure you have someone good on your team that's going to take that extra step to be able to, like you said, mention, um, help the client with fixing their credit. Or mm-hmm. like you said, you know what, you're not ready right now, but if we work on these things, paying off this debt, right. um, then you'll be ready in the next three to four months, right? right? Um, so I tell my clients that are just thinking about the possibility. I said, no one is saying that you have to jump on it right now. Like the moment you talk to a lender, they think, oh my God, I'm 
immediately locked in on this and what if I'm not ready? I need more money down. Um, but it doesn't mean that you, we have to start the process right away, right? right? I'm not going to go show you homes immediately that mm. second. Um, all it is is just to see where you're at, mm. to see, hey, maybe you are ready and that's great. But if you do need some work, we can work at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it, and it, the process is long anyways, mm-hmm. right? right? The process is long anyways. I remember my, my second home that I just purchased, and they gave me such a hard time. Like, my first home was easy, right? The second home, I don't know what it was. If, if they changed, and I, I know they changed the rules quite often. That's what my buddy was telling me. Like, they changed their rules often. And this time around, um, I had all the money to buy out my house straight out, right? But I just went through the loan process as, as well. But... Even with that, they told me that I needed to get a, uh, I needed to sign affidavit saying that my business won't go under if I use the money because I had it in my business name. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I am the business. I'm telling you, I could, I could use the money. And they were like, no, we need that in writing. Like you need it. And I was like, they just made me go through all these extra hoops, right? And yeah. I had the money. And I was like, so it was frustrating too. Yeah. That sometimes the process can be a lot frustrating. It's not enjoyable. You know, there's a lot of things that people don't see in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, when a realtor, let's say, posts that we close the home, um, everyone sees the polished and finished product, but they don't actually see what we're dealing with on the back end. Right. You know, and a lot of these things that you mentioned uh, come up, and um, it's stressful. But as a real estate agent, you have to make sure that you educate your clients and you're letting them know what's mm-hmm. happening the entire time so that when things like that happen, they're aware, mm-hmm. you know, and ultimately you just have to have that communication right. constantly. Mm-hmm. Right. And that just goes into our um, topic, community over con- conversation and sort of way. I mean, it's all about communicate communication. Like you were talking about being people. I mean, people, while well, we were talking about this earlier, people buy from people. Mm-hmm. That was my good friend, Jeanette. What's up, Jeanette? I got to say what's up, Jeanette, because she gave me that quote last night. Mm-hmm. But I love that. I love how she said that. Yeah, because they don't want to buy from a business, per se. Yeah. This day and age, after even especially after the pandemic, we are so supportive of our community and our local businesses. And so many have developed tight relationships since the pandemic that we feel that connection that we want to support. You know, we're not supporting a corporation, we're supporting somebody, like I mentioned before, putting someone through school, putting someone through, you know, after school flag football. Those different things matter. And to know that we're making a, a, a difference or we are some way supporting somebody in that adventure, I think it's amazing. So I think that's why that, that quote is so true. People buy from people. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so important. And that's her presence is so unique in that is that you feel relatable to Jackie or mm-hmm. Jacqueline. Um, <laughs> and I love that, you know, I love that. And I, and I really navigate and I feed and I am attracted to people like that because I feel that way. Mm. No, absolutely. And, and I love the fact that how you just mentioned like your coach. Mm-hmm. So I was a little stalker last night. So I was kind of like on <laughs> okay. your profile. He's like, who um, are we talking to tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Let we, me learn everything I need to learn right now. I, I don't think we've met before. No, and I don't so, think so. And yeah, so, yeah, I'm, so I'm still new out in AV. And, you know, like I, I've, t- I've told this story a couple of times on the podcast. You know, when I first got out here, you know, I tried to get involved with the community. But, I, you know, I ran across, you know, people that just wasn't as tight. Once I ran across Diana and met Diana, she started introducing me to her circle. Right. And everybody is so tight. Like the Amanda's, the... Um, Raina, Andreas, Ernie. Everybody. Yeah, everybody's just so tight, and they've been so welcoming to me, right? And, and But I've never had the chance to actually meet you yet. She's so busy. So that's why. I'm selling houses. That's why I had to be a little stalker last night. So you do coach football. was very impressive. Yes, actually, um, 
It just happened. It kind of was, it, it, it was kind of um, unexpected, not kind of, completely unexpected. Mm. Um, I had a friend reach out, and her son actually um, was part of the team. And she said, hey, um, they asked me to coach because there was no other coaches for this particular team. If we can't find one, the boys can't play this season. She's like, I know, I mean, she's like, I don't know anything there is to know about football. She goes, I know the word touchdown, but that's pretty much all I know. (laughs) She's like, and so, um, I I mean, and I'm a huge Cowboy fan. Like, I bleed blue, you know? There we go. I love my Cowboys. And so. I know I I liked you. Yeah. Um, And so I said, well, you know, it's not like. I'm out there playing every day, but I mean, I know the game, right? So I said, let's go see what this is all about. So we walk into the practice. No, not the practice. Sorry. Um, the coach's first meeting and we're looking, I'm looking around. I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, what did we just get ourselves Mm -hmm. into? Because here we are the only women, right? In a room full of like 30 different men and the questions they were asking and everything they were talking about. I'm like, okay, so clearly we are the only ones that, this is going to be our first time around because they knew everything. And um, I said, let me sleep on this, okay? Let me let me go home, let me sleep on this, and let me see what we're going to do. So, um, you know, I thought, can I do this, right? I'm thinking, I've never coached football before, let alone, you know, boys at first and second grade. Mm-hmm. And uh, But then I thought about the fact that then these boys can't play. Right. Right. So I said, well, what's the worst that's going to happen? I'll probably lose every game. And I mean, at least the boys will be out there having right. fun. Right. Because at the end of the day, that's yeah. what it's about. But did, did you have did you have a child in the game or? No. OK, no. so that's, this makes it very interesting. No. Then. Wow. No. Um, and so we took it on, you know, um, I remember you know, there was little conversations going on with other coaches like, oh, yeah, look at those two girls. Like, we're going to beat them. Um, and uh, we went undefeated. Hey. Wow. Nice. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So um, it was uh, a very rewarding experience, mm-hmm. you know. Um, like you mentioned, I am the president of this uh, NAREP organization for the Anila Valley chapter. Um, I'm a chair for um, KW Cares in my office. But I think... The word coach, that for me meant, has meant more than anything else, mm-hmm. you know, awesome. just because um, I remember the first day the boys got there and they're like, Coach Jackie. And I'm like, oh, my God, that, that, that is me. That, that's me. <laughs> that's right? love it, right? Um, and uh, it was just it was it was really rewarding to help these boys. So, so I have a similar story. So I coached my son's soccer team up in Valencia, the AYSO. Mm-hmm. I, I'm actually I'm actually moved up to the co-director now. Very cool. Um, but at first, you know, and I've always been involved in both my kids' sports activities, right? Like, I, I coached my daughter track team for, like, 10 years. Mm-hmm. So, but as far as my son, like, I didn't know nothing about soccer. Yeah. So I was just out there, you know, the first year with him, and they gave me the same story. And these are disabled kids, by the way. So it's wow. the VIP league. Mm-hmm. And they gave me the same story. You know, they was like, hey, Mike, do you want to coach? Because, you know, um, next season, if we don't have enough coaches, a lot of these kids won't be able to play. And for me, you know, these kids are different and they're special. Some of them, it's all they have. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, hell yeah, I coach. Yeah. I was like, I don't care if I'm the only coach out yeah. there. Yeah. There's no way they're not going to have a season. And they just mm-hmm. stuck at home, right? So it's been eight years now. 
and now I'm the co-director, and I love it. Like, and I still don't know nothing about soccer. <laughs> I know what we're. I know you're supposed to kick the ball in the goal, right? But I don't understand the rules or nothing. But yeah. I have such a great time just from them being out there, them calling me coach, and you know, like like you said, yeah. it's just amazing. And I just love being a part of that community. Yeah. So cool. You know, and so, you know, again, what we're talking about community of competition, you do a lot of community work, mm-hmm. right? So what is community to you? Unity, you know, um, giving back, togetherness. Um, I feel like, you know, in, in the real estate business, um, there's so much pressure to, mm-hmm. you know, be number one in the office or be top 20%. Um, and I'm like, you guys can have that number one spot. You guys can all fight for that. Because mm-hmm. for me... Um, none of that compares to like the community work that I do on the side. And sometimes I've had conversations with people and they ask, you know, but at the end of the day, none of this stuff pays you, mm-hmm. right? You're not getting any money from it. Does and that. I'm like, that doesn't matter to me though. You know, I feel like my mission is bigger than me. And so, um, when I go out there to help any nonprofit or what, like, you know, coaching the boys or whatever it is that I'm doing that, fu- that fulfills me in a way money can't. Exactly. Absolutely. It's like you I do get p- paid in fulfillment, though, and that's yeah. even more important. Right. You know, nothing's going to feed your soul than that. Yeah. But, but that's what I, I tell everybody all the time. Like, I do a lot of mindset training and, you know, inspirational stuff. And I tell everybody all the time, never chase the money. Yeah. You're supposed to chase your, your passion, and yeah. the money is always going to present itself. Right. right? But you mm-hmm. never chase the money. Yeah. Never chase the money. So that's called, I mean, kudos to you. Uh, congrats to you. I mean, um, that's amazing. Uh, I actually feel good right now. <laughs> like, no, I love people. I, I mean, so the one thing that we really want to talk about was community of competition. Like, because a lot of people don't just believe in it. You know, right. we are so, or so they say it, but they don't in, right. instill it or they don't really live by that daily. Right. Right. So, you know, so last night I had a great, great day yesterday, you guys. Um, and I had a great night, by the way. What's up to my girl, Jeanette? <laughs> no, my, a friend of mine, she took me out to dinner and, and, and drinks last night over at Zelda. Glenn was there too. Ooh, Don't forget I about love Glenn. Zelda's. Huh? Zelda's is amazing. Yes. You said you love Glenn. No, I Zelda's. said Glenn was oh. there. She said she loves Zelda's. Oh, no, yeah, I love Zelda's. I'm shout out to you. If you guys haven't been out to Zelda's, I mean, I went, I went last night on Thursday with, when I had the Where is Zelda's? Live. Just in case people on are wondering what we're talking about. I know, but you got to tell it to our people. It's Zelda's 750 West on okay. Lancaster Boulevard. Well, there you go. That's why I got a co-host. There yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> so I was there last night for the jazz jazz session with, uh, what's his name, Herbie? Yes. She's awesome. Yes. You know, that, I love their live music and the karaoke, yeah, yeah. but I love I, their live I know music. the karaoke was, the karaoke was fire. Mm-hmm. I, we had a really good time. We were celebrating my sister's birthday there a couple of weeks ago, and, uh, yeah, apparently nobody was singing, and then everybody was singing. Right. And so. it's the ambiance, too. Like, yeah. the outdoor patio, yeah. the fountain, the vibe. And then if you go inside, it's like that speakeasy, yeah. real, like, smoke a cigar vibe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the drinks are so yes. cute. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and, and, and a shout-out to uh, my boy Buck, my boy Buck. He always know not to give me the fancy pretty drinks. Because every time I go, he be trying to give me the drinks with the flowers in them. Yeah. He's one of the, the bartenders? Yeah, the bartender. <laughs> He's super cool, though. <laughs> he makes the best drinks. Yeah. Like, so far. But anyway, so yeah, I was there last night. And um, I had actually had a chance to sit down with Karen, one of the co-owners. Mm-hmm. And we was talking about community of competition. Because it's like she was like, you know, I was telling her what, you know, Diane and I was doing uh, with Social Holic. And, you know, we were really trying to bring the community together. And so she was like, well, what do we do? Because she said she's been trying a lot of stuff. So the question is, like, we are we all know the problem, right? Community of competition. And a lot of people don't get involved. They say to do, but they really don't. So right. what what is the solution? I think ultimately it's putting that ego aside. Mm-hmm. You know, your own personal ego. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because me and my sister was having 
this conversation on the way over here is that, you know, a lot of people think, oh, no, if I start to promote her or I start hyping her up or, um, you know, I I send business her way, then she's going to be taking from me. And at the end of the day, it's like there's room enough mm-hmm. for all of us to succeed and be successful. Yes. You don't have to, you know, be a hater, you know, if you want to call it that. Um in order for you to shine. And it's not even like giving them something. It's just knowing they exist should not be a problem. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there's multiple, like, there's so many people in this world. We cannot handle every person. Right. Like, it, we need to. And I think it's important if we do support our um, people or other companies that are doing similar work than us how stronger are we you know like we are strong because if they're booked they're going to refer to you and if you're booked you're going to refer to them absolutely and it's just it's just a helping circle and i Mm -hmm. think that's what pushes our goal and our community of a competition even further is when you realize that there's no way you can handle all the business in this world right so Mm -hmm. why not be friends with someone that's doing something similar and if anything you can learn something from them they can learn something from you you can become friends you don't know what these people can uh, contribute to your life and vice versa. Right. So important. So important. Right. And you know, um, there's really three, there are three good reasons why community over competition is good for business. And my, one of my favorite one is embrace your you factor, right? Mm-hmm. No matter how stiff or vast you may feel the com- competition is within your industry, nobody can take away the you factor. Mm-hmm. You are what sets your business apart from everyone else. There is a secret sauce that draws people to you and the same goal mm-hmm. for your competitors, right? And it's like I always tell people, we are all born with a unique gift. Mm-hmm. And if people find their unique gift and stay in their lane and kind of walk their own path, it doesn't matter what your competitor next to you is doing. Mm-hmm. Like you, again, you still have that secret sauce. You have that unique gift, gift that sets you apart, right? right? And that's, I think that's one of the um, flaws that a lot of people have. They ain't found their gift yet. They always trying to be like the, the next person next to them mm-hmm. or trying to be like somebody else. You can't be like them, you know, right. especially like in your field, your realtor, right? right. Like you have a unique gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then other realtors, right? Right. And that's what sets you apart. And, but you guys can all work together. Mm-hmm. It could be her compassion. It could be something that, you know, her it just the way she talks to somebody mm-hmm. that you, we all have our own unique gift, but we all have our people. People are going to flock to you for that, that they're looking for that gift. Mm-hmm. Not You're not going to always be everybody's person. Right. And that's okay. And right. I think a lot of people, I think that's a problem is that, Everyone thinks you have to be liked by everyone. And at the end of the day, you know, we you don't even like everybody. <laughs> right. <laughs> you like, know, how does, how does that <laughs> I when I got started in this business, um, you know, sometimes it happens. Friends that, you know, um, use another agent or even family sometimes. And wh- whatever the reason may be, it's OK. You're not going to be for everyone. And you just have to be OK with knowing that, you um, you know what? It's fine. That yeah. person decided to use someone else uh, for whatever the reason may have been. Um, but, you know, don't beat yourself up over it. That takes practice. Yeah. It takes practice to be okay with that. And I, I was in real estate a couple of years back. Um, it wasn't my thing. I don't, that wasn't my thing. But when I got into real estate, I was like, hey, family, hey, friends, guess what? Da, 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 and crickets. And I was like, but it, it took time to realize like that's okay yeah it's okay like they don't have to use you just because your family or your friends you know you're brand new maybe they want someone a little more experienced or maybe they're looking for someone who's 
that matches them, like their person, like what they're looking for. I'm not that person. It's okay. But it takes so much time to practice. And even in community over competition, even though I preach it and I love it and I, I truly, truly try to live by it, there's been moments of, of imperfection where I'm just like, <gasps> there's another coordinator. <gasps> She's really good. <gasps> you know, and it's yeah. like having to like, you know what? No, fuck that. Like, hey, I'm Diana with Eventually Events. Who are you? Oh, my God. It's so great to know you. We should do lunch. Like, let's talk. Because and that, even though like in my, in my head, I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. She does what I do. Doing that helped me. And once you meet them and you hear their story and they like, you kind of like really like them. And you're like, I really like you. I don't I want really to like, like you. you. <laughs> I don't want to, but I really do. Like, it's amazing. So it's hard. It's hard. But I mean, as I think as long as we strive to continue that, we're going to make mistakes. We're not perfect. Mm. But if we recognize it and we continue to strive it, God, like the, the imagine the possibility. Well, you know, that goes to number two, of what I wrote down here, you know, it can only help your business. Like mm-hmm. when, when you help someone else, you not only provide insider ideas into businesses, you're also having an open dialogue around these concepts resulting in a spark of a new idea or improvement that can implement, you know, your, in your own business. You know, mm-hmm. I always say you never know what word story or just giving someone a thought could do to their lives, right? Yeah. I teach that, like, that's my brand. That's why I love having conversations and talking things through. I mean, you hear me talk about this all the time, mm-hmm. right? You just never know by talking through what's going to spark an idea in someone's head, and it's also going to help you, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, with, with that, I mean, I, I want to know more about your story, Jacqueline. Um, <laughs> like, what, what got you into real estate and got you in, like... Where did the community, like the love for the community come from? Was it from childhood or did someone you meet? Like, how did you embrace that? Well, um, in regards to real estate, um, that was never something. I mean, I still think back and I'm like, how did I even get here? But then I really think and I'm like, no, I know exactly how I got here. So um, real estate was actually never something I wanted to do. It kind of happened and life has a funny way of putting Mm -hmm. people and and things into your life but um i actually always wanted to be um in law enforcement always Mm. always 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 since i could remember i think i was like i don't know maybe a no i was gonna say a freshman in high school but no i think when i was a freshman i wanted to get into the air force because i had you know gone through the process and then finally when i was a senior mom was like no don't leave and then i was Mm. like okay fine you know but um I actually, I, after that, I wanted to get into law enforcement. Um, I went through the process, and then I got to the last part where uh, they asked me to do a 10-page essay of why I wanted to join the department, and that was um, back in Ventura County, actually, because mm-hmm. I'm not originally from the okay. Alamo Valley. I was born and raised in Oxnard, so... Shout out to the 805. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go there. Yeah. That's my goal is to go there for weddings. You know, people say, why did you leave the beach right. to come mm-hmm. to the desert, mm-hmm. right? Um, and my answer was like, well, I got married, and so I had no choice. My it was like, he already lived here, and it was like, all right, I guess I'm going out there. We have similar <laughs> stories. My husband forced me over here. I'm just kidding. Yeah. He forced me, but it's, I'm flying it's here. It's funny because when we were talking, he was like, Oh, where you know, do you live here? And I was like, Yeah. And we were in Camarillo at the time. And um I was like, You live here too? He's like, No, I'm actually I used to. He's like, and I live in Palmdale now. He's like, You're gonna come visit me? And I'm like, Are you kidding me? Absolutely not. <laughs> um and then I mean, look at me now. I've been here, I've been married for fourteen years now and um now here in the Alamo Valley. So um 
I will say that, you know, going back to, to real estate, um, no, it was never something I wanted to do. I, I wanted to be in law enforcement. Um, I like wanted to do all these things. I wanted to be a detective. And then I was like, no, maybe I should get into the SWAT team. And oh, I don't shit. know, you know, <laughs> so it's always been community like based in. Yeah. I, I just wanted to be able to help others. She's like know? a protector. Right. <laughs> She's like um, when I was out in Oxnard, I did, um, uh, I was a victim advocate for the Ventura County Courthouse. Okay. Um, and so the stories I would hear about um, these victims was just heartbreaking. Mm. And um, I just, I wanted to help in any way that I possibly could. Um, then coming out here, things kind of shifted a little bit. Um, I started working in the food industry for a little bit. Um, then again, I went back to the um, law enforcement and that was during the time when everything was kind of hitting the fan, you know, a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. right before COVID hit, um, you know, all of the issues that mm -hmm. were going on. And so, again, I was already ready to go. I remember me and my sister and a couple of friends had gone hiking and um, we came back. I opened up my garage door and then all of a sudden two cops are pulling up <laughs> literally right behind us. And they're like, oh, we're your field officers. We're here to talk to your neighbors um, so we can get you your academy date. And I'm like oh my gosh, like this is happening. Like mm -hmm. we're, I'm really going for this. And for the first time, um, I, I was scared. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was due to the fact that there was so many things happening at the time with law enforcement, all the different changes. Um, but for the first time I, I, there was like a fear in mm. me and I thought, why am I feeling this way? Mm -hmm. If this is something I had been wanting to do for such a long time, mm -hmm. It's not like there were those. It wasn't like I was nervous because I'm like, oh my god, I'm so excited. It was like, I don't know if I want to uh, do this. Having that uniform on, I thought it, I'm a walking target now, mm -hmm. you know. And so I thought, okay, I have a decision to make. Do I continue with real estate or do I move forward with what I've always wanted to do? Um, and well, I'm obviously still in real estate, mm -hmm. you know. I can't say that I'll never pursue it again. Um, who knows? Maybe down the line. But at the time, I made a decision to not go through with that at the moment just because I felt like the timing wasn't there you know um real estate has opened up a ridiculous amount of doors for me just because I've gotten um so many different connections with different organizations that I've been able to help so though I didn't do it with law enforcement I did it in a different way mm -hmm. you know yeah um in regards to how I started um it all started with uh me purchasing my home, actually. So um, I had an amazing team that actually represented me. It was uh, Nancy Del Sato, Adrian Saragosa, and um, Laura Rothergary. And all of them used to be on a team before, for Keller Williams. And um, I remember walking into Chase, you know, going back to using your um, banks that you know. And I walked in there, That's because that's who my bank was at the time. And then um, I remember saying, so I want to get pre-qualified. What do I need to do? So I remember she walked me over to the lender, and you know we talked numbers and everything. I gave my information. And then he says, here's your letter. You're pre-approved. And he takes me back to Laura, because she was there at the time, and says, um, she's ready. And so Laura's like, okay, so when do you want to go see homes? Mm -hmm. And what are you looking for? And do you want a pool? And you know how many bedrooms? And I'm like, Oh my gosh, is this happening right now? Like, I, like, like, I couldn't even breathe. Like, what's right. happening? So I remember saying, just give me a minute. I got to go home. I need to talk to my husband. Like, I, I don't even know what I'm doing, right? So throughout the process, um, I was very involved. I was intrigued because mm. I wanted to know everything that was happening. 
And so after the transaction, uh, Nancy actually reached out and said, you know, I think you'd be a really good agent. And I'm like, girl, you crazy. Like, <laughs> stop playing right now. You know, I'm like, I, I don't know anything about real estate. She's like, I, I just, I really think you'd be good at it. So time went on. We remained friends. And uh, she called me up one day and says, hey, just to let you know, I signed you up for career night tonight oh, <laughs> at Keller Williams. And she's like, I'm going to be there. So I expect you to show up. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. What did she just do to me right now? And um, I said, fine, whatever. I'm going just because I didn't, I didn't want to look bad. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, fine, whatever. I get there. And sure enough, she's not even there. Okay? So I think she, she did it on purpose, you know, mm. just so I would go. And um, I remember sitting there and they started talking about what real estate was. Um, you know, obviously it is a lot of hard work, but yes, you can make um, really good money too, right? They talked about, you know, creating your own schedule and having the liberty to do so um, and just pretty much everything that it entailed. So I remember sitting there and our CEO at the time, or yeah, what I think it was uh, Rob, and he goes, so tomorrow real estate school starts so you guys can sign up tonight and i'm like well i guess i'm signing up you know and then that was it wow you know you know i, I went through uh i went to a career night at keller williams when i first moved out here four years ago uh-huh. and i actually went through their course and uh, kathy was teaching it. kathy toso yeah Toso's she taught show. me too kathy uh-huh. oh i love kathy kathy's yeah. a good friend of mine um and because i've been in real estate as a side business okay like for 15 years because uh, my ex-wife her um, father um is a contractor architect and he builds like big constructions like um, commercial stuff so you know i've helped him i got i got interested in it because i helped him build a 91 unit apartment complex from oh, the, wow. from the ground up nice. and then i learned about construction and all that and then afterwards he had me manage the place and then it really you know got into my head where like I, I was like oh wow i love this so when i moved out here i actually took the course and i, I already had sold like a few homes but under someone else's license right mm-hmm. and just got the commission and um i even did like a couple of deals with kathy like where i just yeah. used her license and she just gave me a commission but i got nervous when so i got all my certificates but i got nervous when i had to take the um the, state, the exam. state exam yeah mm-hmm. because everything kathy was telling me and even my lender who was a good friend of mine kept telling me mike Everything you know about real estate over the past 10 years, get it out your mind. Right. It's not going to be on the test. Yeah. And that made me nervous. And everything that's on the test is not what and you're going to use in real life. Right, <laughs> right. So yeah. that shit didn't make sense to me. I was yeah. like, there's no way I can separate that. Yeah. And I was like, that's retarded, you know, but so I never took the test. Yeah. So, but I still, I, at some point I think I want to just to have, I don't even know why, I, just to say I have a license. You have a driver's license. You know, I think you should. <laughs> no, because I like it. Because at some point, like, like, because I've been in entertainment for over thirty years, right? Uh-huh. I've been producing films for over thirty years, and right pre-pandemic, I was already on my three-year plan from transitioning from entertainment to real estate. Uh-huh. Then the pandemic hit, and then I got into consulting and all this stuff, and like doing this stuff with Diana. But now, I, at some point, I think I do. Like, the older I get, like, the less work I want to do. <laughs> Even though I know real estate, being an agent, is a lot of work. But I love doing that. Like, I love showing homes. Like, I know a lot about homes. And, like, I, I know about buildings and everything. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just a passion of mine. I think at one point I will. I think you should. I think you should. I might. I'll come decorate. That was my, my plug-in. I'm, I'm an interior designer. That's my studying. Yeah. 
So Are I was you, like, oh, I'll get, I'll buy a house, I'll flip it, I'll make it pretty. And yeah. Are you going to decorate my office? Okay. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to know, hmm. how did Jackie become Jackie? Ventura. You know, I... And I and and uh, part B to that is I I want to know where the um what is it I'm sorry I forgot deals and hills come from. <laughs> so, <laughs> so okay, there's this saying that, that's a dope name I like that. Thank you. There's this <laughs> saying that my mom would say all the time. It's Spanish, but it was um, mejor muerta que sencilla, right? And so. Um, I don't know if you understand what that means, but mm-hmm. it pretty much means um, I'd rather be dead than simple. Mm-hmm. And where that came from is my grandma was always dressed up. You always saw her to the T. It didn't matter. She, if she was feeling horribly, if she was sick, my grandma was, I mean, just always on point, right? And image is, is very important in mm-hmm. this business. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's important in general. The way right. you show up, um, the way people perceive you, that's how they're going to treat you. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate because before you even get a word out, mm-hmm. they're already judging you based oh, on yeah. your looks, Seconds. right? So when you look good, you feel good, right? Mm-hmm. Therefore, your confidence level is on a totally different mm-hmm. game now, you know? And so um, for me, it was important to always be in heels um, and ready to go and looking sharp and professional when I go and meet these clients, whether I had known them for a long time, whether they were friends, family, it didn't matter because I am representing you as your agent. I am not going to go in there with flip flops and, you know, mm-hmm. shorts. I mean, that just, that doesn't mm-hmm. look professional, right? Right. Because my agents were looking sharp all the time. If, and it's kind of like, you know, you can know it all. Right. But that's not what people are going to see the moment they mm-hmm. see that first that that first second mm-hmm. that they see you that's not the impression that they're gonna get mm-hmm. so um i don't know how that happened i remember you know after i got my license i i had a whole different instagram page before and it was just personal right and then i created deals and heels and um i thought for a while like okay i'm gonna keep both pages but then it was like no people are gonna see who i am as a whole mm-hmm. so i am an agent Right. But I like to work out at the same time. I am married. I have kids. Um, I like to do um, community volunteer work. So, you know, sometimes just posting a picture of a house isn't enough. Right. right? Because people are like, okay, and but who is Jackie? So Mm -hmm. I think it's important to be able to showcase who you are because that's what people are going to relate to. So, like, I don't know, somebody could want to do business with me for the simple fact that like you mentioned, I was, I was coaching. So they're like, Oh, my, my son or daughter plays on a team. That's kind of cool. Let me reach out to her just mm-hmm. to, you know, talk Similarity. or whatever. Right. As opposed to you just see houses and then it's like, okay, just another real estate agent, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but the whole deals and heels, I don't know how it started. I, I think the name kind of just came to me. Um, but it, it kind of led with my mom saying, you know, mm-hmm. just always, look sharp gotta love but like my grandma was the same way Mm. she was like you never no like you wake up you could take a shower you do your makeup you get dressed even if you're staying home 
and her hers was mainly like your husband never comes home to you not dressed up. It was a different, yeah. But cause, you know that that yeah, yeah, that uh, yeah. you know generation was different. Like you were in heels vacuuming your house. Um, and, That's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, my my grandpa knew. Like my grandpa would come home and she was making dinner and she was in her little poodle well, not poodle skirts but like fluffy skirt with her heels and I'm like. The hell? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Grandma's a different day and age, but um, she's always that way. Like you, it doesn't matter if you don't feel good. You look, you have to mm-hmm. look good, and you, once you look good, you feel better. Yeah. And so, I, I, it's so crazy how it's passed on the generation, and I love that. And I'm the same way with my clients. Like I get dressed up. Um, I'm wearing. Don't, don't judge me. No, no, but those are, those are cute. Those are, those, cute, are, right? those are cute. <laughs> Sassy couture. <laughs> uh, but like typically, you know, I'm always dressed in some type of elevated shoe um and dressed up when i meet with clients even if it's a consultation even if it's i've known them for the whole year that we've been planning their wedding i'm not going to show up in my yoga pants just because it's a representation of my company and as a coordinator and you know real estate agent same thing if i'm not put together how can they relate to me to put together their event absolutely so i know and i tell my husband i have to have my lashes and i have to have my nose and i have to be put together and you know he's like is this an investment um but it's true yeah. you have to but yeah. so is it different per industry uh, or for males because like like me i'm always jeans t-shirt and hat right and but i learned at a young age and this is crazy because a good friend of mine um i think we was maybe 18 19 years old and he's a shoe designer and me and my other friend was taking him to the airport because um this company up in boston wanted to hire him as a, as a new shoe designer. And he was working at LA gear at the time, way back then. And, um, oh, it was just That's a throwback. <laughs> right, right. No, it is. That's how long ago it was. But we was taking him to the airport and it was just a, he was just going to fly there, meet with them and fly right back. So he didn't have to have no suitcases or anything. So he got to the car and he had on, uh, some jeans and a jean, uh, button down shirt. And my friend looked at him and was like, is that how you going? He was like, yeah. And it was like, you're not going to wear a suit? He was like, well, they're not hiring me for how I dress. They're hiring me for my skills. Oh, no, they're hiring for how you dress. No. He he literally made that point. And he was, do you know he went on to be the head designer for really? Air Jordan? He is best friends with Air Jordan to, the, to this day. He ran Air Jordan. He went from L.A. Gear to Carl Kanai to um, Skechers. And then from Skechers, he went to Nike. And then Nike, he went to Air Jordan. And he's always lived by that principle. He was like, they hiring me for my skills, not how the way I Maybe dress. Maybe it's the industry then. I don't believe in that. I feel like if I meet somebody, and maybe that's different, designer. But for me, if you're going to come to meet with me, I want you to make me feel like you took time. I was important mm-hmm. enough yes. for you to take some time. And jeans, I don't mind jeans. If it's a nice, you know, jacket with a nice shirt and pair of jeans, cool. Um, sweats, I'm... Uh, what like don't I matter like aren't I important right. to dress up right um if it's a impromptu me like hey girl I just want to can I see you in 15 minutes I guess if I'm dressed in a yoga pants you know you gave me 15 minute notice right. but if we have a meeting and I know ahead of time I'm gonna dress to at least nice mm-hmm. presentable um casual professional at, le- at the least I feel like it makes us feel important it makes whoever you're going to go see like you took the time you invested some time to make them feel like they were special enough for you to to get dressed somewhat a little bit more it could be different in that field i don't know but even in my entertainment industry, i never wore a suit to any of my pitch meetings or anything like i don't know i would have but i'll be honest though because this brings up a whole different topic and we could talk about that another time but women and men are different they are yeah we have to be 
on top of our game for us to be taken seriously. Absolutely. Right. But it, it's also the perception as well, because even like, so when I bought this house out here, right, when I first got out here, the um, I was really trying to do um, the buying just me and my um, lender. Mm-hmm. Like we're just going to do it ourselves because we already went through the process, whatever, for the first house. Um, but then I had to call this one agent guy to show us the house, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I met with him. And then he was like, hey, you want me to show you some other houses? And I was like, oh, okay, cool, because I'd never been out here before. I didn't know the area. So he took me to, like, three, four other houses, right? And let me tell you that. I don't know. And this is where I go, and I tell people, don't judge people by the by the book of the cover, right? So he took me to see these three, four houses. And at, on the fourth house, I had to pull him to the side. I said, hey, I don't know what impression I gave you, but I am not a ghetto nigga. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like... I don't know what I said or, <laughs> or maybe it's how I look like, but with the places you took me, not going to happen. Yeah. You're right. You know what I mean? He was like, oh, I know what you want. So Corn then he took, he took, yeah. right. He, Cause he took me to the east side. And I was like, dude, like, I don't know what I did, what I said. <laughs> and so he took me to the west side, Quartz Hills and all that, uh, you know, west side of Lancaster. And he showed the first house he showed me. I was like, much better. <laughs> this is me. <laughs> but he judged me. Yeah. Right. And he didn't even have on his like he didn't look nice. Like he had on like jeans, T-shirt and some sweater thing. I don't know. But he judged me. Well, see, going back to what you said, don't judge people or don't judge a book by its cover. Right. right? Um, not everyone does it, mm-hmm. but the majority of people, yeah. they do. They do. Yeah. You know, and so like whether they admit to it or not, you yeah. could no, 10 do. years later, someone was talking shit about how you dressed 10 years ago when yeah. you showed up to some meeting and it, you might have been successful from then. But. They're still like, yeah, but when he showed up to the meeting, he was wearing sweats. Yeah. Right. And I think that that kind of bugs me only because, um, for instance, I think my biggest thing is, um, you know, when people go to funerals, mm-hmm. um, when I go to a funeral, I'm, I'm that one that will have the gloves on, will have the hat on, will have, like, I am wearing the stockings. I'm mm-hmm. going full out, all black, um, only because... They deserve the mm-hmm. most amount of respect, mm-hmm. right? Yes. You're going there to pay your respects right. to this individual that is now gone. And so people go out of their way to buy a new dress for a wedding, mm-hmm. for a birthday, for a special event, and they will get their hair done, their makeup done. They will be looking flawless. But then you're going to show up to a funeral in some jeans mm-hmm. or in some shorts. Like, what a disrespect, yeah. right. you know? So Same again, thing at church. Yeah. Absolutely. You wear your I best wear my Sunday outfits. best. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll show up people wearing jeans or like board shorts and I'm like, don't. Why? We're going to the Lord. <laughs> if you were going to meet the president of the United States, would you dress up? Exactly. Maybe not. I don't know. But I'm just saying like, I mean, funerals, church, weddings, special events, meetings. This is putting, this could be put, putting your kid through college. I don't know. Dress for the occasion. I'm not saying to wear your Sunday best to everything, but dress like yeah. you took a shower but some cologne yeah on absolutely and, and, and i and i do that i catch myself doing that at sometimes like judging people right like the moment i meet them i look at them and i'm like huh but i also give people the benefit of the doubt i wait till they start speaking because mm. I'm, I'm a firm believer in and this is why i think i dress the way i dress because my work is always going to speak for itself mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what i look like or what you think i look like my work is always going to and that's why, like, I've been on mom since I was 14 years old. I never had a nine-to-five job. Mm-hmm. My work is always going to speak for itself. I have to dress so, nice because the way I speak, ooh, 
<laughs> the professional Diana and then the Diana outside of work. There's two different Dianas. Right, but you, you still have kidding. this energy, right? Yeah. Like I'm just kidding. You still like, like so it's my first time meeting you, and yeah. you have great energy. I'm oh, in energy. You. I can talk to someone for like five, 15 minutes, I tell people, and I can tell if they have good energy. I mean, it's just the aura that comes off I of only, me, right? I only fuck with real people. But like, but fake people, like you can, you can notice period. that. <laughs> period. <laughs> but you can, you can, like, you know, fake people. Yeah. Like someone could just open their mouth and I'm like, oh, they full of shit. Mm-hmm. I already know. it. Like your girl, I told you about, um, I'm not going to say her name cause I'm not going to put her on blast. But when I was at Madrano's few weeks ago with Lily and remember I told oh, you about yeah. the one girl and I was like oh my god and I call I called you immediately and said hey I would never work that with that motherfucker again, that's ever sad. yeah that's like, sad. I'll never work with her. don't ever bring her around me I even told Lily that don't ever bring her around me mm-hmm. mm. that's sad too when you're in business and if you make a ba- one bad impression, you yeah. don't realize the trickle effect of that. Absolutely. That's the, that's the sad part. And you could be on an off day. It could be, you know, for us, about to be start a period. We're a little emotional. We're a little crumpy. Can, could be an off day. two weeks. Give me two weeks. And I'm like, and I tell my sister, I'm like, girl, it's not even you. If I sound like I'm going crazy right now, just know it's that time of the month. So just bear with me. She's like, oh, oh and I, got I, you. I will tell people that. I'm like, yo, Diana, point two is coming. Please stay away. Bear with me. <laughs> like, know that I'm not trying to be rude. And I always try to leave that. Like, d- please don't take offense to what I'm about to say. But <laughs> I'm just this type of way. So. Yeah. Refill. Yes. <laughs> take a sip She's like, me. I'm on my way. <laughs> <laughs> but you also, you know, going back to being fake, you got to keep it real. You know, yeah. sometimes um, not everyone is going to vibe with you or right. support you. Because sometimes um, they can't handle what you're bringing to the table, the truth that you're bringing, right? And that's okay, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. And it goes back to we're not for everybody. Absolutely. And I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm okay, okay with, with that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. That's, that's hard enough trying to be happy with myself. Exactly. <laughs> trying to make every other, everyone but, else happy. But you know what? And that goes back to what I always say. You know, I, I accept people for who they are, not who I want them to be. But, and I put everybody in a certain box. It is what it is. Now, your, your guys are steering from my my question was, oh. who is Jackie? Oh, oh sorry. Jack- there you go. Hey, that's why you go. Who, who, who is Jackie? Is it Jackie? You want to know who Jackie is or Jacqueline? Jacqueline. And it wasn't who Hernandez because Hernandez is your married name? No. That's your... That's my... That's maiden name. Maiden, maiden name. name. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I think when I got married, I was really, really young. I was 21 years old. Oh, shit. I was 28. And I'm like... Do you know how lucky you are, bro? Like, look at how young you got me. Like, I should have been wow. partying and living my so best life. I'm taking, you know? I'm taking he's not going to listen to this. <laughs> I, I met him when I was 20, 21. I was, it was, it was a wrap. I was locked. And I'm like, dang, bro, you, you, you scored. You're lucky. He can listen to this because he needs to be reminded. Yeah. You need to what be, a privilege. You need to be reminded. Wow. <laughs> you are a lucky son of a, mm-hmm. and so, um, you know, I, I was. I was really, really young, and I now twenty one. I know the journey y'all must have had, <sighs> girl. Because marriage. I mean, I got married at thirty. Anyways, I'm twenty nine. Um, so it's just no, it's, a journey. It's it's, it's a lot of it's a lot of hard work. I will say, um, marriage a lot is of not communication easy. and forgiveness. Wait, how, how long you been married now? Fourteen years. Ooh. Okay, and another ten years. Mm-hmm. Well, no, another eleven years. Is it? Yeah, no, ten. No, eleven, eleven, eleven. Then I want I want to have another conversation with you and ask you how it's going. Okay. Because with my ex wife, I was married for twenty five years. Oh wow. 
Yeah. And There's like an actual special color, like for that is. anniversary. I know 50 is gold because we did my grandparents' gold. But you know, the, the great things about it is, and me, Diana, you talked, we talked about this. Like, we're still best friends. Like, we're She's great friends. She's soulmate. She, nice. she is my soulmate. You know, and she tells people that. Like, she even told her boyfriend that, like, you don't have to be married to be somebody's soulmate. She mm-hmm. was like, Mike is my soulmate. Period. Even though we're not together, he's my soulmate. And, like, they we should are. Be together. Everybody is trying to get us back together. Maybe you never know. No, no, and I understand that. That's crazy that you say that, but because, um, yeah, you don't need to be married to someone. Like I think yeah. she's my soulmate. My sister's my soulmate for sure. Right. I told her the other day, I'm like, dude, if you ever, if you, if if like we ever fall apart, like I'll never be friends with anyone because Aww. I would know at that point, like there's no like, point. There is no point. Yeah, yeah. Like I would die. Like how? What's the age difference? 10 years. What? Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. No way. Yeah. Not to say that y'all both look you, very young. you look like you're like <laughs> yeah. 24 years old. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Okay. So <laughs> that would make her at 14. And I'm I know only she ain't 14. five years older than you, so we're all in the same 20s but bracket. But I'll, I'll tell you, her wisdom is ridiculous because I'm like, are you sure? She's like, an old soul. Are you sure? Wait, what's your name again? Nayeli. Nayeli. Nayeli? We have Nayeli in here. She's not mic'd up, but thank you for joining us. Welcome. She's our audience. She's our audience today. You can be an audience too. Just let us know. Me? No. Talking about our audience. That they could be audience. Oh. (laughs) No, I I don't know how we got along so well, but. um, Always? Like since day one? That you never fight? Yeah. No, we. Have we ever fought? Not like a real fight, but like sometimes she'll say something and I'm like, I'm literally telling you. And then she won't listen. And then a week later, she's like, You're right. Yeah. Yeah. No, but. um. She, uh, we became really, really good friends, and then somehow we started calling each other sisters. So people actually truly oh, believe that sister. we are sisters. I like did. they're like, oh, how? Like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. We okay, are mind blown. I just thought you guys were sisters. No. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We might be related, but so did you meet her possibly. when you were younger through real estate? Oh, so just recent. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so wait, I thought you guys were sisters. What Do you have sisters? No, I'm actually the only child. So actually, when you, when child you ask, when you ask <laughs> who is Jackie, Jackie is an only child. Um, so that's that makes people only child realize. Syndrome. Yes, people are like, oh, now that's I now we understand why you are the way you are. <laughs> yeah, <it makes laughs> you know what? But I, I will say, people do think that I was brought up possibly ridiculously, you know, ridiculously spoiled, and I got everything I wanted. And the reality is it's not at kidding. all. No, that's actually yeah. that's actually not true. Um, my mom uh, was a single mother up until I was. 10 okay um so i've never actually met my biological father but um my stepdad was my dad you know he came into my life when i was never 10. ever like curious met reached out to nope. know the name no i know the name but that's all you i seen know. pictures so uh, no <gasps> so does it not spark a ounce of curiosity sometimes Sometimes only because I look so different than the rest like even my mom, like she's like 411 and like barely 100 pounds. And I'm like, all of my cousins, they all look the same. And I am the only one that kind of, I'm like, wow, you yeah. never like, is he still alive? I think he might be, you know, my um, husband has a similar story and I, I'm so similar. Um, my stepfather came into my life when I was three. So, and I really, I knew I had a different father. My mom told me very young that he is not my dad and I have a dad. And so that created a lot of problems. But um, I knew of my dad. I never really got to connect with him until I was much older. But that literally was the being of my, like, 
existence. Like I had to know my dad. Mm-hmm. And I caused so many problems because I didn't have my dad. And I grow up, I grew up realizing that he was not the person I I imagined in my mind. I, I don't know if I pictured a guy on a white horse or what, but thankfully as an adult, I got to meet him and get to know him. And, and you know, he's got his own life. But um, I had to know him. Like, it's crazy. I tell my husband this. My husband's never met his biological father. And I'm like, how, like, just one time, just the, isn't that like, what about the regret of like, if he passes, you never get that time. But well, you, you, I think for me, it was more on the opposite side. Like, you know, you have a daughter out there, right? Yeah. And it wasn't important enough for you to reach out or to try to find me or to, there it is. you know, create that relationship or get to know me. But right? as an adult, you know how hard it is being an adult, uh, being a human, being an adult. Like, I make so many mistakes and I've apologized to my kids multiple times. And like, I don't, I don't know. I don't have it together. I don't know what I'm doing. I make mistakes. Now, would I let a kid go without knowing them? No. Everybody has their own battle and their own journey. And I don't know if something, like, you know, I tell my dad, see, like, I was a child. You were the adult. So right. for me to reach out to you, that that's ridiculous. You should have reached out to me. However, I just wanted to meet you to tell you that to your face, to let you know you fucked up. Look how great I'm doing without you. Do I need to continue a relationship? That's on you. Like, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. But I just needed to know who, you, like, just to meet you so that I had that, that was checked off. Like, I met my dad. Mm, he wasn't quite the person I thought he was going to be. I'm moving on. I don't need him to succeed in life. Mm-hmm. I don't need him to exist. Right. But to just, I just had to meet him. And I think, to me, that would have been a huge regret but, you know, in for, my world. For me, so. Because I know you I, have similar stuff, So, too. yeah, my, my mom was murdered at when I was five months old, right? Oh so God. I never knew her side of the family. My father, who I never got along with, and he just passed away like four years ago, but he kept that whole side of the family oh. away from me, right? So to this day, my sister, I know I have an uncle and an aunt out there, so my sister is still looking for them. And so she she asked me like a couple of years ago, she's like, hey, I'm getting close. Like, um, like I just found out three years ago I was part Cuban. So my oh, mother's shit. mother is from Cuba. Uh, so we, so she's doing her investigation right, and her research. So she asked me a couple of years ago, she said, Hey, if I find them, do you want to meet them? And I was like, man, I mean, if you find them and they want to have dinner with me, I'm open to that. Am I looking for them? No, because they've never looked for me. Uh-huh. Why do I give a shit? Like, and she's like, you're going to help me. And I'm like, no, I'm not looking for them. They're not looking for me all these years. So mm-hmm. why, why do I need to put the time and energy to look for them? Yeah. It's hard. Now, it's if hard. they came and knocked on the door and want to have dinner, cool. You here? Let's talk. But it's not going to be a kumbaya. We family now, like yeah. after all these years, like I, I have no. respect and, you know, I, I'll sit down with you, but I'm not looking for him. Yeah. I think my biggest thing is I live. I don't want to ever have a regret. I'd rather have said I shouldn't have done that. Like, oops, experience that. But to say, God, I wish I would have. And now I can't. To me, that's that's a harder thing because I can't mm. I can't fix that. Right. So that's where I come from. I, and I think for my kids, the same thing, like their biological dad, my older two. Um, they didn't meet him until they were like 14, 15. And he passed away like two years after they met. And thankfully, like both of them are like, thank God, like you made me, like my daughter goes, and you made me go meet him. Because if I wouldn't have went, because she was like, I don't care if like, he didn't care about me. That same thought, like if I wouldn't have went, I would have never at least had the chance to say, hey, I'm Sabrina, I'm your daughter. Even though like they can't have a kid. And that affected her more than my son knowing that he was gone and now that opportunity was gone. So that's where my my mentality is going with it. And I tell my husband the same thing. Like, you may not, after you meet them that one time, you may not give a fuck about them after, ever again. You may never think about them again and you just go on your life. And that's totally 
accurate and it's okay. But at least for your own, yeah. I met you. But you know, and you know what? And for, for all these years, um, I never had a relationship with my father, right? And, uh, you know, and this, this story goes deeper and I ain't even told you about it. But, and we, that's just a whole nother story. <laughs> another podcast. That's a whole nother podcast. Because, you know, he, he was involved with my mother's murder and he was an LAPD officer. So this is my, like, it, it goes deep and crazy. Blown. It, it does. But anyway, so the last six months of his life, um, I wouldn't make my peace with him. Mm. Like I sat with him like for a couple of weeks right before he passed away. But I did it for myself. Yeah, you have to. And my ex-wife, she, she had told me, she was like, go do it for you. Don't do it for him, mm-hmm. but do it for you. And so I you did. Gotta and, get everything off And your... I felt right. And he, and he took a lot of shit to his grave. Like he really did. Like he was a Navy man. He took a lot of shit to yeah. his grave. And my sister is pissed about that because she's so much she wanted to know. Yeah. And I knew that he was going to do that. So it was like when I was spending time with him, I didn't even bother asking him questions because I knew he was going to do that. Right. Just got new type of person he was. So it was, for me, it was just for me getting shit off my chest. And mm-hmm. like, I'm super cool with it now. Like I have no feelings whatsoever about it. What is one thing? Besides that beautiful saying that your your mom told you, what is one thing that you live by that your mom taught you? Because that's a strong woman. Single women are beyond very, strong. Very, very strong. Um, I think one of the biggest things my mom always says, too, is um, nunca te creas mejor ni menos que nadie. So don't ever think you're better than anyone, but also don't think that, um, you know, you're below anyone either. I love that. So you treat people the way you want to be mm-hmm. treated and you treat everyone with respect. It doesn't yeah. matter. Um, now, I think, you know, who is Jackie? I can be the nicest, meanest person ever. Mm-hmm. But if you get to see that side of me, that mean side, then Ultimately, it's because you've done something yeah, to really deserve it. Because <laughs> I, I'm the type that I'm constantly giving more chances than what people deserve. Mm-hmm. I, I want to see the good. I'm like, nope. If you did this, it's because I, I try to make excuses, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. like you said, people are going to show you who they really are. Right. And I'm like, I refuse to believe that. I don't know why that like it's there's that this part of that's me like the red flag, but it wasn't quite but red. It, wasn't really it was like red. Muted. It was like kind of pink. <laughs> Um, and yeah. so I, I think I, I want to believe that all people are, have good intentions mm-hmm. and everyone is a good person because I, I want to believe that. I genuinely right. do. I do too. I'm, I'm just saying that's yeah. why I created my brand. That's why I love helping people. Even like with all the shit I've been through growing up, you know, with my mom. And I think that's why we do up, that though. I think that's right. why we that's why connect right. because we all want to help people mm-hmm. because we've experienced hurt. We've experienced pain. We don't want anybody else to experience it. And right. that's an amazing soul to be that way. And that's, I said, that's why I only fuck with real people because we are all the same in that, that goal and that end goal is to mm. help people. There's so many hurting people and they don't know who to turn to and who to talk mm. to and how to, how to even just express themselves. And that's why I love this podcast is because mm. it's a way, not only is it a way to vent and be therapeutic, but it helps. You don't even know somebody could listen to this and never say that they're listening to it, but you don't know what, they heard that's like, oh, I feel the same way and I'm not alone. And there's someone out there that says the same thing and it gets them through that day to say, I'm not going to off myself tonight or I'm not going to, you know, drink myself through all this. Like, I'm just going to, like, they can do it. I can do it. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, with that said, <laughs> I, I am, because we run, we are running out of time. Um, we've been talking to you guys for a while now. But um, thank you, Jackie. 
for joining up. This has been Thank such a great. Um, and like what Diane did say, like you just never know when you're having that conversation what you know words are saying you might spark you know an idea or whatnot. You know, call us in, reach out to us seven four seven nine 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 eight zero two one, or reach out to me on IG One Life Brand or Diane at Diana Socialic <laughs> TV. Um, again, Jackie Hernandez. How do we reach you, Jackie? How do we so reach you? you can reach me directly. Um, I have an office line, obviously, but um, you can literally call me on my cell phone. Area code 805-294-3670. Again, area code 805-294-3670. Um, it's 805 because, again, that was Shout awesome. out to the 805. So, yeah, shout or out to the 805. Deals, <laughs> deals in heels on Instagram. On Instagram. And, 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 and I noticed this while I was being a star last night uh-huh. you do, you don't just do av what areas do you cover everywhere yes. so if i can drive there i'm going Ooh. oh okay Love it. so yeah. whole yeah so like i whole southern california I the like I, I'm, I was supposed to be in coachella on sunday but we got our offer accepted so i won't be going out there um but Ooh. i've listed homes in santa maria ventura mm-hmm. oxnard pomona um highland park you name it, I'll go. Here you go. Yeah. I love it. Whoa! Oh, did I? Um, watch. Yay. Wow. She had, she had my phone, so she was checking. <laughs> wow. Congratulations. Congratulations. Hey, we got an exclusive. We do. <laughs> hey, well, thank you again, Jackie. We truly appreciate it. Uh, we're definitely going to have you back again just to continue the conversation because we want to know more about you and just to kind of dig in deeper how about your story. How we can help story, promote how, and yeah. support and further your, your adventure, so... Awesome, guys. Thank you. I'd love to be back. All right. We are in the elevator. We're going back down to the lobby. Thank you guys for joining in. Um, And we're out of here. Any last words, Diana, for you? Peace out. All right. (laughs)